Welcome to Late Nights with Blunt Brooke. In this podcast, there will be no beating around the bush. We get right down to the nitty gritty with hard to discuss topics and take a more blunt approach to all aspects of life. Tune in Friday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for fresh new episodes every week. Hello, everybody. It's your host, Blunt Brooke, and today on this episode, we're going to be talking about old sands and medical remedies, and I have a very, very special guest with me today, my nanny, Carol. Hey, hey. Hello. Thank you for coming on today. You're welcome. So, um, some people would say that this is called faith healing, some of the things we're going to talk about um, today, and I grew up with all the this stuff and uh, she knows more about it than I do and I just find it all very interesting and I thought that y'all would too so we're just gonna dive right in so where did all this originate with you nanny where did you learn about this were you just taught were you taught this stuff growing up or it was given to us go uh growing up um for cough syrup, homemade cough syrup, a homemade, homemade remedies for cuts, bruises, scrapes. You didn't run to the doctor. Yeah, it, back it was, then, <laughs> you didn't go to the doctor unless you was dying. And even then, it was iffy. So, did you just learn how to do all this stuff from, like, your mama? And mama your and daddy? dad. Dad, mostly. Where did they get it from, do you think? From their folks. From their folks, from, too? From their mom and daddy. So it's just passed down from person to person. Hmm. A lot of it's already forgotten. Yeah, I bet. That's a lot to keep up with, I'm sure. All right, well, uh, what's some things you got on your list there? What is some old sayings you think that, you know, are pretty good still to this day that are hold true? Um, there's a lot of medical stuff, uh, but, uh, since it's just been August, in August, you look for fogs in August, and the fogs you see that's closest to your house, not a little bit, a smidgen here and there, but a fog. Like a thick fog? Not, a a fog thick enough that you can see real good. That tells you how many snows you're going to have in the winter. So you count how many good thick fogs you have in August, and that's supposed to tell you how many snows you get in the winter. Yes, but we all know how the weather is these days. and It's so unpredictable. Yeah, and there's another way. It's uh, persimmon seeds. When they get ripe, you can get persimmon seeds out of there and split the persimmon seeds. Crossways, like? horizontal split them or long standing ways. up standing up yeah standing up and uh it'll uh when you split it open it'll have a fork a knife or a spoon in it that's you, so cool you could see uh, you could see it and that tells you how bad the winter is going to be so which one means what my like- spoon is is mild the knife it's going to be sharp like a lot of wind and cold and the fork it's just going to be piercing cold you know 
And I, I've actually seen these things, and for some people, they're like, oh my gosh, y'all, that's crazy, that ain't real, whatever. You can go out and get a persimmon yourself and see for yourself. Is there a certain time that you have to get a persimmon seed to cut it to know? Make sure it's, uh, it's ripe and uh, it'll come out of the persimmon good. Okay. So is there a certain type of year or just whenever the seeds ripe? That, they just ripen once a year in the fall. Okay. And then I'll let if you If you know. can get them before the possums and the, the animals get them right. first. <laughs> get some. So do you think that people got this from just paying attention to the weather and the signs and they picked up on things? Or how do you think they came up with this stuff? They have old sayings about... Uh, Farmer's Almanac uh, yeah. about planting and everything like that. Uh, don't plant when it's all going to be blooms. Yeah. You plant a root crop and a above ground crop at a certain time. So you think it's just studying mm -hmm. and just learning over time. It's just paying attention to the way mm -hmm. things are. Yeah. And the moon, the moon signs, mm -hmm. it'll dry out or... You know, harvest better, you know. Yeah, the moon's got a lot to do with things. Oh, yeah. All right, so that's how you know about your winter. Um, and you use the farmer's almanac, mm -hmm. and it comes out once, once, once a, a year. year. And it's supposed to tell you, you know, predict how the year's going to go and when to do what and kind of thing. Yes, like that. and when to plant and when not to plant. Uh, when we was at home, the nurses used to come and give us our shots that's how far back they didn't wait till you get in school they come to your home to your and house. give your sh shots that you had to have hmm. while you was growing up and uh if we had a toothache or anything uh and couldn't go to the dentist or nothing or it wasn't ready to pull or anything they would put like a, a vanilla extract drop on your tooth and you'd hold it on your tooth and it would it would help the pain hmm. and if that didn't work they would get a drop of white liquor and put on the put on your tooth and and it would stop the pain that's so cool um we was all running around barefooted this that and the other you know in the summertime before school mm -hmm. and if you stepped on a rusty nail or something uh you know, you're supposed to get locked jaw from that. From yeah, if you don't go get a tetanus shot and stuff now. So back then, if you stepped on a nail, what'd they do? They uh, would wash it real good, clean it up, and put turpentine on it. Turpentine. And now they don't even sell you, it anymore. You, you, they don't sell that little turpentine in that little brown bottle no more. Uh, we've still got a little bit, but we're mighty stingy with it now. <laughs> <laughs> you rub that on two or three times. And it'll draw the poison out. Hmm. But rusty nails are good for other things too. Like what? A uh, long time ago, they didn't have these bottled uh, vitamins. Mm -hmm. And you'd have uh, women that was pregnant, expecting, they had to get collect old rusty nails and put it in an old bore and boil it with water. And strain it out and get their vitamins out of that. Wow. And, uh. That's neat. And uh, see, I've never heard that before. That was. But you can also put something other in there to sweeten it up a little bit. So it's not so bitter. Yeah. Because usually everybody had, like, raw honey. 
and you can yeah you could do that and you could put a little teaspoon of it in there chest congestions Mm -hmm. you you didn't run to the doctor then you you would fix it yourself you would make up your own homemade cough syrup and uh then if that didn't work then they would fix your mama or your granny one would fix a poultice onions and garlic sorry garlic. no it's okay onions and garlic Gar onions and garlic in uh in lard you know mm -hmm. you'd have to do it in crisco now <laughs> cook it up and then put some cornmeal in there and uh, get it all worked in together. Not runny, just enough to get it set together. Then you put it out on a cloth and you wrap it up and then you put another cloth around it and you take it while the kid is asleep and put it on their chest. Hmm. And it draws and it, it out? draws that congestion out. Huh. But uh, the homemade cough syrup was made with uh, honey, white—I mean, you white liquor—and if you got any peppermint candy, you put a hard peppermint candy in there, and you let it dissolve the candy, and then you, however amount you got, a pint or whatever, you put that much honey in it and stir it up, and then when they start coughing, then you give them a teaspoon of of. Homemade cough syrup. Homemade cough syrup. And the liquor now is nothing like it used to be no. back in the day at all. This, this is sissy, was... sissy stuff that they got at the store now. Back then it was all homemade. Real stuff. corn liquor. Corn mash. Yeah. Yeah. So probably if you went to the store nowadays and tried to do that with the liquor from the store, it it's wouldn't work as good. No. no it's not it's the, the same. same. Little plant in the woods. It's really around trees. It's called rat's vein. You pull the plant up. It's not very tall. It's about finger high. And you pull the plant up, and the uh, roots are about finger high, too. And you gather about eight or ten of those. Mm -hmm. And you take it in, and you uh, take the leafy part off, and you wash the roots real good. You put it in a pan and put a pint of water in with it yeah. and bring it to a boil and let it boil for a little while until you, you see it turn the turning the color. Mm -hmm. And then you let it cool. And then you take a, and strain it through a, a cloth, stir you a, a tablespoon of uh, honey in it, raw honey. And if you've got poison oak or poison ivy anywhere on your body like that, you can drink that three or four times a day, two or three swallows uh, a day for two or three days, and it'll it'll go away. Um, huh. One man that we knowed was uh, eat up with this poison oak. Yeah. And he, he drunk that for a week or two, and he's been in poison oak and ivy Ever since. And he hasn't got it. So it's like it helped him get immune uh -huh. to it. That's so neat. But if he ever gets it again, all he has to do is get the rat's vein. Rat's vein, too. But it's got little green leaves on it. But you don't, on the rat's vein, you, for, the, for that, you use the roots. The roots a, and not the leaves. To make a, yeah, and you drink that while it's warm. So these are all remedies that you don't hear people use anymore so this is all back before they had medicine with have you tried any that 
you're like, oh, this really, really works, or it don't work, or as good anymore, or everything that you grew up knowing is still pretty good to this day that you know that you could use and it it worked. Uh, yes, but I don't know a lot of these other herbs and stuff. I know a lot of the herbs, but I don't know what they're used for because we didn't really write it down back then. It yeah. was when it when you needed it, you used it. Yeah. So um, let let's talk about uh, like catnip tea. When I had the babies, you know, and they were heavy or whatever like that, you always said give them just a touch of catnip tea and it'd go away. So, yeah. Um, what is catnip tea and what all are its purposes and things like that? <laughs> That's all I know about the catnip tea. How do you make it up? You, uh, you get it and get the leaves and wash them and put them in a pot and get you some uh, water and start it like that and boil it down. And it's really bitter. You have to, uh, you have to strain it. And then put a little sugar or honey with it, which won't hurt, which won't hurt nobody. But mostly time that I put the sugar in it because sometimes honey don't agree with small children, especially if they got the hives. Okay. And it'll break the hives out. And you know when the kids will roll their eyes back and uh, do funny things with their eyes mm -hmm. when they're little. It, that's called high. It, it's it's part of that too. And so hives is more like baby acne a little bit. It's yeah. not really like red spotchy hives like you think from like allergic reaction. And babies, it's more like baby real bad baby acne, right? Yeah. And uh, it it makes it come on out, and uh, and it'll clear up, and they won't be doing that rolling their eyes and everything else. So like you, that. it kind of just flushes their mm -hmm. system out and gets it on out because. Um, I remember with Serenity, um, she had it real bad and she had hives real bad. And, um, when she got it, it kind of broke her out real bad and then it was gone. Yeah. And like it never And happened. it'll make them rest too. Mm-hmm. What's some more remedies that you still use? Well, when I get a sore throat or something other, or I just don't feel good, like I'm getting up trying to get a cold or something other, I take my zinc mm -hmm. i take zinc but if i think i'm getting a sore throat or something other i'll get me uh boil me a cup of water and i'll put it in uh, a coffee cup like coffee and i put a tablespoon of lemon juice in it stir it up and then i put a tablespoon of honey in it and just drink that as hot as you as warm as you can and it will keep you congested away from your nose and everything and it'll help your sore throat too hmm. that's so helpful because uh, I, I really like those things and I'm going to try to learn more about it personally so I can start using things like that instead of all this medicine they got in the store where half the time they lie about what's in it or what they're giving you or they don't put in all the ingredients they keep stuff hidden from you or whatever and half the time you you find something that works let's say ranadine for example it had been on the market for years for heartburn and indigestion and things like that and now they got it recalled because it's causing cancer yeah so i feel like it's better to be in touch with nature, nature and know things like that so you know what you're doing and what you're getting 
instead of being lied to and possibly giving yourself cancer from all the mess they got in the store. Uh, also, about the congestion and the, uh, the poultice that you put uh, fix with the onions and the garlic, mm -hmm. you can, when a, a child is congested like that and you don't have time to fix all that, you can take Vicks, right, a vapor rub or Soltis. I like Soltis better. Or a mentholatum rub mm -hmm. and rub it on the bottom of their feet. Because mm -hmm. everything you do on the bottom of your feet goes through your body. Mm -hmm. And put a pair of socks on him or her and uh, let him go to sleep all night. And then the next morning you get up and you take those socks off and you wash his feet and where you can close the pores up and then mm -hmm. put new clean socks on him and that'll open his system up to get some of that congestion out of him yeah. where he can rest better at night yep i've had to do that with the kids before and it works oh uh, they that'll work for them when they get on up besides babies too you know yeah you can keep them still long enough but don't let them run around barefooted or with when their it's socks cold on after wet. yeah yeah well that's usually when it is when it's cold so um serenity which is my oldest daughter she had asthma um when she was younger like around age two and somebody in the family was telling me if you go what is it a sweet gum or sour gum you go and cut a limb you measure it to the size of their height and um you put it above their door frame in their room or in the closet yes and when they've outgrown that stick their asthma will be gone you cut you cut it even with their head you know how tall they are but what you do is you put the stick up and you forget about it in the attic or in the top of the closet and when it dries out and they get up higher than the stick mm -hmm. grow taller than the stick their asthma is gone. Do you think, okay, so me and Joel had had to talk about this because growing up, Joel never knew of any of this stuff. This is all completely new to him. And for me, this is just normal. So when I was telling him all this stuff, he was like, that sounds like witchcraft to me. And I was like, I swear it's not. My, my folks ain't witches or nothing like that. They're just old school. They're no. old timers. <laughs> and they're all good Christian people. Yeah. But, um, so, do you think, especially for like the stick and the asthma thing, do you think that it's the kid eventually outgrowing the asthma, or do you think that the the stick draws it out of them, or how does that work? I wonder, because I never really asked. I always just kind of thought, well, this is how it is, kind of thing. You're asking me something <laughs> I might not know. I don't know. I guess it's a combination of both. Yeah, it, it could be. It could be, but what? that stick, that stick has, uh, it's it's a certain kind of stick, and I mm -hmm. just cannot recall what it I is. I feel like is it a sour gum, a sweet gum? Sour I feel like it's something. Yeah, that might be it. It's something with an S. <laughs> but I know the old men folks would know. Tommy would. Let's see. Okay, for teething babies, um, nowadays they got uh, what is it? Not jade, some kind of jewel, am amber. It's an amber necklace that they'll put on their babies. But back back then and when I was growing up, um, almost 30 years ago, um, what 
kind of coin was it? It's it was a, a dime. It's a it's a, mer it's a mercury no silver dime. A silver dime. Excuse me, a silver dime, and they'd punch a hole in it and make you a necklace. It's an old one. Yeah. And it wouldn't it draw. It the, it, just, it just helped you. You you never had no trouble cutting your teeth. Ah. I had one on all four of mine, and I really never had no trouble with them. You know. They gnaw on everything. Mm -hmm. They slobber. They do this. They never really did and none of that. And just with ease, huh? No, they just and it it just helped. I don't know. Nowadays they don't want you to put nothing around, around the child's their neck because they could choke. I yeah. said I know my children. I know how what they're gonna do. Yeah, everybody's different, and I feel like because people are babied so much nowadays it takes common sense out of things yeah. sometimes you just There's gotta learn a lot of people that's got common sense that should be one of the old sayings and medical remedies you got to have common sense <laughs> yep yes so y'all don't just go out in your yard and grab something you think might be your rat's vein you got to know what you're looking for and things like that and that comes with knowledge and wisdom from you know learning but, um, okay, so when I was growing up, my oldest brother had warts, a lot of warts on his hands and things like that, and he'd randomly get them. Um, and it was always said that you get them from playing with frogs. If frogs pee on you, it'll cause a wart and things like that. So um, we'd always go over to Papa's house, and he'd talk a wart off. What exactly is that? Because, you know, we were told you don't, you don't ask. You just, you know, it's talking a ward off, and that's what it is, and he, he can't tell you about it. So, what exactly does that mean, talking a ward off? I, that is Tommy's thing, but uh, he knows what to say in his uh, mind, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, and he'll say, he'll take his knife, and he'll make an X on it, mm -hmm. and then he'll tell you, don't think about that no more. Don't think about it. Don't look but at see, it. But uh, see, he can tell another man that. I'm not sure where he can tell a woman or not. But he can tell another man that. And they can do it. But. But you but, have to say but something. But not necessarily. A woman. Yeah. Now, we were talking about um, talking a ward off. Where do you think that comes from? And I wonder what about it what it does what is it doing uh, i know you probably can't t say too much about it because you know <laughs> well you can always call him back but um uh that's that's something other that said i don't know where it comes out of the bible or what it's just like um stopping blood now mm -hmm. it comes out of the Bible. It does. There is a Bible verse and about, a, a, about it. A woman, a woman can tell a man, but a, oh, there he is. Hey, hey. Ulcerated. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, while well, I got you on the phone. Can I ask you something? Yes. All right. We we're talking about talking a ward off. Can can you tell me about it? I know you can't tell me what you say or nothing like that, but where where did you learn to do that? Uh, I can't tell you. <laughs> you can't tell me where you learned to do it. Who can who can you tell? 
Can you tell a woman or can you tell another man? I can do people what I can do. It's all right. Yeah. Uh, where did your dad teach you how to do that, or did you just learn it by yourself? No, I mean, I think daddy or somebody, old folks like that, let me how to do it. Okay. So, what are you supposed to do? Just forget about it? You just do it, and then the kid or person supposed to just forget about it, and it yeah, goes away? Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't, touch it. don't rub it or nothing. Just forget about it. Okay. It, it, it goes away. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Okay. So, um, was awarded on my turn of thought now. Okay. So. Oh. The, the Bible. The Bible, to, uh, yes. When somebody's uh, got cut real bad and they bandaged it up and they need the, it to stop bleeding because mm -hmm. they're bleeding too much, you can call somebody uh, that talks out blood, stops blood, however they say that. But in, uh, they'll ask them, what is, I, I know this because I heard this, but she can't tell me. Mm-hmm. They have to ask you your full name, like mine is Elaine Carol Simmons Holland, mm -hmm. and uh, and then they ask them something to the else, and then they get the Bible and they turn to the Bible and they read something other, and it, the blood stops. My aunt did that before when I was real sick. Um, I had an issue of blood when I was younger, and um, it would come and go, and eventually I had to have surgery to help fix it, but. For um, a while after that, it would come and go while I was healing and everything, and never knew if it was going to stop or not. And she did that. Uh, Marie did, and it is biblical, and there is a verse. Um, but you got to, you know, you got to know what you're doing. You got to have faith in what you're doing. Um, unless you know, it won't work if you don't. You got to, you know, believe it. Um, a lot of people. Nowadays, because I was like, well, what do you call these types of things, you know? And I was trying, like I said, I was trying to explain it to my husband. And he was like, oh, that's witchcraft. A lot of it, is, you know, is biblical. It's nothing witchcraft. And it's education and knowledge and wisdom. It's not just made up stuff. It's knowing your Bible. And a lot of it is having faith um because i looked up myself about the talking a ward off kind of thing and it's called faith healing is what they call it i want to say now uh granny she could talk the fire out couldn't she mm -hmm. how does that work isn't it something other in the bible too something in the bible. but she can't tell a woman she can tell a man so see i can't i wonder why that is I because what, it, it, what about it's, it it's just something other Hmm. It's just something other about it. Yeah. She can tell me, but it won't work for me. Right. Would but it work if she told you how to do it and you used it on somebody? No. Or no? no. It's only certain people that can yeah. do it? So I wonder how you know if you can do it. You just try it and see if it works or not, or you picked, or... I, somehow or another, know. it's part of the sayings huh. that uh, 
a well, you know, like Granny could have told Joel. Yeah. And Joel would have known that, but he couldn't told tell you. Yeah. I wonder why that is. I don't know. They they say they stuff like that that I don't know where it come from or how it got started. Started. Yeah. But, but you grew up with it working all your mm-hmm. life, and um, because when I was growing up, it, you know, if something like that happened, they'd say, "Oh, call so and so. They'll talk the fire out, or call so and so, and they'll get the blood to quit, or whatever." You know, it was all relying on everybody else but that's you know, been a while for back help. yes it, yeah a long time people don't do that no more now these women who can uh when the baby's got a thrush in his mouth mm-hmm. and it goes all the way through them they can talk the thrush out really but i can't find nobody now that knows how to talk the thrush out wow but to pass I, on that knowledge to pass, pass it it's on. a dying art i yeah. guess you would say uh, I had I found somebody that my daddy knowed when all my kids was little mm-hmm. and they had to thrash and they walk around with the baby and blow gently in its mouth huh. and say something but you don't know what they said because it's not for your ears to hear. It's- see, th- see, okay, so growing up in the church, you know people speaking in tongues and things like that um a lot of times people would speak in tongues and mama would always say that's a conversation between them and god God. and if he wanted you to know what they were saying or what they were talking about he would send an interpreter to then interpret what that person was saying in tongues so i wonder if it's something kind of like that having a, a gift you know like that Possible. Because speaking in tongues, I feel like in true tongues, yeah, is a gift. Yeah. Um, my mother did that. So wasn't your your mom, my grandma, my great grandma? She was Indian, right? She was half Indian. Half Indian. Was her mom or dad the full blooded full blooded Native American Indian? And do you know what kind? Cherokee. Cherokee. And. Granny Holland, which was my great grandma on my papa's side, went she Indian also. I don't know about that now. You'd have to ask Patricia about that. Okay. I feel like I've heard that they were that she was, but I don't know for sure. But I just always grew up thinking See, that, that they both from, were. Uh, from way back to mm-hmm. Indians like that. So do you think a lot of the knowledge is from... The Indians, because they were well versed with the earth and in yes. touch with the earth and the yes. herbs and yes. know-how and all that. So do you think it's a mix of mm-hmm. that and the Bible Yep. and just pass down knowledge? You pass it on down from one generation to the other. Uh, you know, as long as the herbs and spices and everything else is here... But a lot of things has been destroyed. I know. You can't find them anymore. No. Um, so what's some other sayings or things that uh, you used to say or grew up hearing and you just don't hear anymore? Okay, for, for example, I was almost 20 years old before I knew that rent wasn't a word. <laughs> 
I was working. Yes, I was working in a, a bakery at the time, and we were getting ready to prep food, and we'll say one of the dressings, the salad dressings was bad. It was ruined. And I, I went, my, yeah, my, my boss, she was like, you know, is, is the dressing good? And I was like, it's burnt. <laughs> it, 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 she said, it's what? And I never knew that that wasn't really a thing. Cause she looked at me like I was crazy as all get out. And I couldn't believe that she didn't know what I was talking about or what I meant by that. She just looked at me like I just. Oh, Lord, something, yes, she's just like, what did you just say? And like I said, I was almost 20 years old before I knew that that wasn't a common thing. His fault. Yes, it was ruined. It was no longer good. But, yes, so things like that, <laughs> Um, things like that, you know, just random sayings or beliefs or things like that that you just don't hear about anymore you people don't believe in anymore it's not passed on well you learned her something <laughs> um did you know that everybody has a, used to have a garden mm -hmm. do you know that um a lady or a young girl that is having their monthly they cannot touch green beans, uh, anything that's going into a jar to be canned. I remember Mama telling me about this. You cannot touch it. Peas, beans, anything. Anything, anything green. Anything. Or anything that's getting canned. You cannot can it unless it's got vinegar or something. In it. You can pickle something. Yeah. But if you're on your monthly... You don't touch nothing that goes into a jar because you can can a hundred quarts or five quarts and every one of them will ruin. Really? Or It'll be ruined. <laughs> It'll be ruined. Uh, was it you that was telling me that? I think you yeah. said Granny Holland told you that and you said, I didn't believe her. So I went and tried Canned it. And it some tomatoes. Yeah, and they went bad. That's Wow. So and funny. my sister done that too with some green beans that she had and they was the prettiest green beans i had seen them and then uh, a week or two later she, i don't remember when exactly when it was she called me and she says uh what did i do to the beans they're all swelling up and they stink they coming out oh no i said they're ruined did you have your monthly and she said well yes wow Wow. She had to throw all of those away. Oh, no. But you don't break them. You don't wash them. You don't do anything yeah. to them. Nothing. If you, if you do anything to them, you have to put them in the freezer. Okay. If you touched them, they got to yeah. go in the freezer. Or you got and you can pull, can you pull them back out and they, they do don't something like They don't ruin in the freezer. In the freezer. See, I've never heard that before. Well, try it. But like I said, you can pickle. You can uh, do pickle stuff with vinegar uh -huh. and stuff. It won't not, hurt. But, but just plain cooking and canning. Yeah. Huh. Vegetables. Dang. Wow. All right. What's another one you got for me? I love this. I love learning about things like this. It's just so oh, interesting. I about forgot more than I know now. 
uh, when you're breastfeeding and the child does not take enough milk to get out of your breast yeah and they get they get hard and they uh oh it really is painful i had to strip down to my waist and got in front of the fireplace and got everything warm and she put it was some kind of butter it was real butter mm -hmm. and i was so embarrassed but it just started the milk just started coming and i had to get a towel to put <laughs> on there and she says you've got to get all that out he's mm -hmm. not taking it and it'll set up and it'll get hard oh, yeah. and then you'll have to have shots and then it can get real bad real yeah. quick if you don't get it out yeah but yes it's but that was just some kind of butter and uh oh, I, I think she made her own butter then i'm not sure see i just love that i wish that more people did things like that nowadays nowadays it's all just but, convenient but i didn't I know think. nothing i didn't really know nothing about that now yeah she's the one that learned me that yeah because uh wally wouldn't uh wouldn't take wouldn't as take. much as the other one the yeah, other one's just did. making yeah he was just smaller but uh yeah, yeah things like that like i said i've done forgot a lot i love it i feel like more people need to have gardens and make herbs and poultices and medicines and things like that especially with the world the way it is mm -hmm. and everything being so scarce i feel like it would be smart to have those things for your own you ain't having to rely on everybody else and things like that but just, the weather but the weather has a lot to do with it now because the farmers can't even hardly make it i know the weather is either too like dry it or to too wet even if you go by the signs uh in the greer's almanac it is it's just a different weather now than it's it just a different be. world now yeah it's all going to uh i hate it for my my kids because when i was growing up mom would be like y'all are getting on my nerves y'all need to go outside and play go burn off some energy so she'd send us outside and we'd play for hours mm -hmm. hours and hours and hours until the sun started to go down or she hollered and we'd come in and now trying to send the kids the, out to play the sun good god the sun gave it, you your vitamins mm -hmm. running around barefoot i never wore shoes when i was a kid until unless it was like damp and moist outside or it was getting cold yeah but i never wore shoes and things like that and now trying to tell the kids to go out and play lord have mercy it's it's too hot i've tried to go out there with them and i'm like okay y'all think this is so bad i'm gonna come out here and see what you're really complaining about but the heat's just it's the different it's a is, different kind of heat for, for the last two years has been miserable we used yeah. we used to have big deep snows in the winter that would mm -hmm. kill lots of bugs and insects and stuff that uh was pests but they kill some good stuff too but you got to have so much to die out them them winters that kills all them germs and everything mm -hmm. and now it, the mosquitoes are living right through the winter most of the time that's right and I'm sure in other places besides here where we live, you know, the weather is obviously different. They actually get winters and things like that. But here, it it's not Mild. really winter at all anymore. No. I remember, was it last year or the year before? I was in t-shirt plumb on up until like January, February time. That's about the time it's supposed to, it gets cold. 
and usually snows if we have any fogs in August. Yeah. So what's um, something growing up that you felt really helped you like as far as medicines or ways of life that you know you firmly believe in that's so different from today like running around barefoot you know nowadays it's oh god germs and dirt and back then you'd go stick your kid outside and let them eat the dirt mm -hmm. you know to build up immunity to certain things yeah and all that it's just like uh, a dog has to have grass he goes out into the, when his stomach uh, mm -hmm. is upset they go out and uh, chew on grass. They know what kind of grass to get mm -hmm. to help their stomach. Yeah. It's just. And a lot of times they'll go eat grass, then throw up and yeah. feel better. It's getting whatever that is off of their stomach. Yep. And see, that's uh, inbreded in them. Yeah. They and know it. And everything you do on your feet, you walk on uh, cement, it'll be rough. Mm -hmm. And if you walk on uh, gravel, all those pinpoints on the bottom of your feet helps heal something other because they massage your feet. They yeah. do foot massages like, and um, help you. acupressure and acupuncture type things. So if you're running around barefoot, you're kind of naturally doing that, doing on, that your own. on your own. Yep. Getting in the creek and getting cold water. You can't go to no creek now and drink water because it's probably filthy. Yeah, and we had a spring. A natural spring? Uh-huh. And we kept it clean and everything. And we'd go down there and get our water and everything. So, I wanted to ask you about this. When I was growing up, there was a house we lived in. And it had a well. And we had a real bad winter one time. And the pipes froze and one of them busted. And they didn't have everything marked out there. And it was all grown up with trees where the well, the pump and everything was. So we were walking out there and daddy did something with a stick. He used a stick to find where the lines were. How does that work and what's he doing and all that? You find a young uh, peach tree, a forked peach tree or a wild cherry tree, young, young tree and find a fork in it and then you cut it off uh, uh, where the fork is you cut it off about four or five inches, and then the two forks that sticks out, like a real a fork, wire or whatever. You, you take that and put it in your hand and hold it and walk around and uh, uh, over the ground, and it will find a vein of water. Some of them will barely uh, start shaking, you know, a little bit. Mm -hmm. If it's just a little small one, but the ones that's a real vein that has good water in it, it'll it'll turn that it'll turn your whole hand and everything down to right there to huh. that point. It's drawn to the water. It's trying to get to the water. Yeah, that's so neat. But that's just a forked small tree. See, I know. feel like things like this and this kind of knowledge is what the world is based on today because. You know, you got to start somewhere, and I feel like this is where it all started, knowing how to treat sicknesses, knowing how to look for water sources and things like that, you know, and passing it on from generation to generation. Got to pass it on. Yeah, if not, it's just going to die out, and mm -hmm. then what? 
Well, I want to thank you for coming on here and sharing your knowledge with me and talking with me. I have really, really enjoyed it, and I hope that we get to do it again soon. I enjoyed it, too. I just can't remember everything. That's all right. <laughs> um, Y'all tuning in that's listening, comment um, below and let us know any um, things like this that your family does or any stories that you know of or... Um, traits that you might know because like we said it's a, a dying breed of people who know this kind of knowledge and it's good to pass it along because if you don't then who will and it's eventually gonna die out so take the time to comment down below and i hope y'all enjoyed today's episode thank you for tuning in and good night